Hello, and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans, by average movie fans. I'm your host, Justin, and I am here with my co-host, John. Hello. And Kyle. Hello. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode number 44. A little bit of housekeeping first. Has Kyle seen it? Yay. Da 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 Oh, that's probably copyrighted music. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I briefly looked through Voodoo, so I will just go with one off the top of my head. Has Kyle seen the Steve Martin classic, Father of the Bride? I don't think so. No, I've not. I've heard, I've, not. I've heard good things about that. Martin Short is great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Justin. Has Kyle seen the Rick Moranis movie with Ed O'Neill, Little Giants? I would hope so, but probably not. I have no idea what that is. Never even heard of it. Little Giants. Oh, my God. It's a movie. It's an oxymoron. It's about giants who are little. He's in a lot of movies about little things. Well, yeah, he's Rick Moranis. He's a little guy. Yeah. He also blows kids up, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's like a football movie? Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't seen this. It's a great movie. Watch out for the icebox. Watch out yeah. for the icebox. All right. Well, let's well, you move guys, right along. You guys won. Oh. Yeah, we always win. Yeah. I know. We don't, ex- we don't expect you to win. <laughs> it would be nice, though, because it looks bad on me. Yeah. <laughs> Which then, in turn, looks bad on Justin, because, you know, you did live with us for a few years. Not my responsibility. All right, so... Looks like it has been, John might have had some actual work to do this week, so let's find (laughs) out on what we have seen. John, why don't you kick us off? Okay, well, first of all, John got back into that 70s show, so that's why John hasn't watched a lot of movies. (laughs) But, John... This could be SVU. I wouldn't have anything. Um, So I watched Wild Hogs. Uh, Valentine, I actually watched that on Valentine's Day, which we covered in our second episode. Um, the rest of the week was mostly that 70s show, and then me and Hunter watched Life As We Know It, Blended. I watched, uh, What Happens in Vegas, Groundhog Day, The Naked Gun, The Naked Gun 2, and Naked Gun 3, which was Naked Gun 33rd, 33 and a third. Number two is 22 and a half. Yeah. That's it. That's all I watched this week. All right. How about you, Sir Kyle? Um, I also had a light week. I uh, saw Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey in theaters. Um, Jackass. What? I asked you if you wanted to go see that, and you were like, oh, I'm not going to be here. Oh, so, wow. Uh-oh, wow. drama, drama. Yeah. Um. 
And I also saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and then I watched The Naked Gun for this. Didn't watch the other two? Uh, no. Well, I watched it right before this, so. Is 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 that your first time watching this movie? I I feel like I'd seen most of it before, but I haven't. I don't remember. That would have been a while ago. I I definitely haven't seen the sequels, but I've probably seen clips from them, maybe. But yeah, it's disappointing. Oh well. Well, I watched Wakanda Forever. At least everything up to the last forty-five minutes or so. I tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a long movie. Uh, <laughs> I did watch The Naked Gun, again, because, quite frankly, any chance you get to watch The Naked Gun, you should take it and watch it. And uh the only other thing I saw this week was a Law-Abiding Citizen, which I love that movie. That movie is fantastic. It's probably the only movie I really, truly like Jamie Foxx in. I thought you liked Day Shift. Oh, yeah, I forget about that. <laughs> I, that's the original movie I actually like Jamie Foxx in. <laughs> Day Shift wasn't because of Jamie Foxx. It was despite him. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Let's head right into our picks of the week. I'm going to start this off because my pick has a direct correlation with our main topic today. And that pick is the classic Airplane. This spoof comedy takes shots at the slew of disaster movies that were released in the 70s. When the passengers and crew of a jet are incapacitated due to food poisoning, a rogue pilot with a drinking problem must cooperate with his ex-girlfriend turned stewardess to bring the plane to a safe landing. Release date July 2nd, 1980, directed by David Zucker, Jim Abrahams, and Jerry Zucker. This is, I mean, this was a great great comedy movie. Leslie Nielsen's first real comedy role because he had always been a fairly serious stage actor. Um, but, I mean, just everybody, uh, the entire cast was straight men and it was just great. I love this movie. Kyle, have you seen Airplane? Yeah. I would hope so. If not, I, I that would probably would have caused me to reach through the screen and smack you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a surprise. I've seen it. Yes. Well, I mean, it, it's this is kind of like one of those that we probably would have had to kick you off this podcast if you hadn't. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I like how the new guy's making fucking judgment calls over here. <laughs> He's right. taking the throne. If you haven't seen Airplane and you're going to talk about movies, <laughs> it's almost like Blues Brothers. Yeah, yeah, whatever. All right, John, what's your pick? Mister? All right. My pick of the week is Phone Booth. Soniacal, swarmy PR man Stu Shepard picks up a ringing phone in a booth <laughs> in a busy New York street to find a killer on the line. Armed with a high-powered sniper rifle, the anonymous caller soon proves his prowess and presents Shepard with a choice. Convince the police of his story before they shoot him or drop the phone and be shot. He only hopes, his only hope lies in self-abasement and facing up to the truth of his life. Released on April 4th, 2003, directed by Joel Schumacher. Have you guys seen that movie? 
No. no. Really? It's Colin Farrell, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, Forrest Whitaker. Oh, I might have. I don't know. I, I think we might have watched it once, Justin. But, I mean, it's pretty interesting, set practically in one location. Mm-hmm. And the twist at the end is, you know, amazing. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah, it's been on my list for a while. Now, Kyle, with his pick of the week. Um, so, I chose Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I won't spoil anything, but... um. So it's Ant-Man and the Wasp find themselves exploring the quantum realm, interacting with strange new creatures and embarking on an adventure that pushes them beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. Uh, it just came out last week, February 17th, 2023, and it's directed by Peyton Reed. And of course, Paul Rudd, uh, Evangeline Lilly, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Douglas, and then uh, um, Catherine Newton plays their, uh, Paul Rudd's daughter in it. But um, I really liked it. It hasn't been getting great reviews, but I was kind of shocked by that. Um, I thought it was super fun. It's like super comic booky. You know, it has a good blend of serious and funny and I don't know. And it's just the quantum realm is a very cool world. Um, and the villain Kang, uh, Jonathan Majors was so great. Um, so especially, you know, I was thinking of this movie compared to a lot of the earlier MCU movies and I feel like this is definitely much better, but I don't know why it got bad reviews. So. I think that we're finally at that point in the Marvel cinematic universe where People are looking for it to not be comic accurate and be more yeah. <laughs> realistic. Yeah. yeah, this one is, this one feels the most like a comic book I've ever, of yeah. all of them, honestly. And so like, that's what, I really they, like that's, what that's what they said. They said that this yeah. was the most comic accurate. Yeah. And so far, so. Yeah, because really? I know, I don't know, the realistic stuff, like, I like it sometimes, but. This it was, this movie was just so much fun. Like I I couldn't believe it got such bad reviews. Like that didn't really make sense to me because the whole time I was like, this is great. Like all, the whole quantum realm is so cool. All the people in it is very cool. I don't know. I I just really yeah. really liked it. I mean, I have a hard time believing people didn't like a Paul Rudd movie. I mean, he's he's just a fun actor, and he yeah. plays a fun character. Yep. And it's it just yeah. And I think uh, what happens. Michelle Pfeiffer in this, like, she has a really big role, and she's really good in it. Like, she kind of has some of the more dramatic parts, but she's she was great. And then Jonathan Majors as Kang was, like, really good. So it's definitely going to be cool to see him pop up every now and then again. Good, good. No spoilers. The way I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, then it's time for our main topic of the evening. Ah, you thought I was going to go there. <laughs> The Naked Gun, from the files of Police Squad. Frank Drebin, a rather clueless police detective, tries to foil a plot to turn innocent people into assassins through mind control. After his partner Nordberg, played by O.J. Simpson, is shot, Frank sets out to find the culprit, leading him to business tycoon Vincent Ludwig, played by Ricardo Montalban. However, Frank has no evidence until he meets Jane Spencer, played by Priscilla Presley, Ludwig's assistant. She knows nothing about Ludwig's devious plans, but falls for Frank and agrees to help him. Released December 2nd, 1988, directed by David Zucker. Box office of $152.4 million. Screenplay by David Zucker, Jim Abrahams, Jerry Zucker, and Pat Proft. Rated PG-13 and currently streaming on Showtime. 
How about that cast there, Kyle? So we have Leslie Nielsen as Lieutenant Frank Drebin, Priscilla Presley as Jane Spencer, Ricardo Montalban as Vincent Ludwig, George Kennedy as Captain Ed Hawken, O.J. Simpson, the Juice, as Detective Nordberg, <laughs> Susan Bubin as Mrs. Wilma Nordberg, Nancy Marchand as Mayor Lillian Barkley, Ray Burke as Pap Smear, Jeanette Charles as Queen Elizabeth II, rest in peace, and then Weird Al Yankovic as himself. Jeanette Charles died? No, the Queen died. <laughs> <laughs> We're not English. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, what did we think? I mean, just about this, the setting. We'll go with the setting this time. How how was the setting of this movie? Um, Using using LA that we know nothing about. (laughs) I think it's really funny how it ends. Like the last part of the movie is all at a baseball game. I think that's hilarious, and it becomes, like, it doesn't become a different movie, obviously, but I don't know. I just think that's hilarious for... Enrico the, Palazzo, Enrico <laughs> Palazzo. Um, so, so this guy's supposed to be, like, one of the famous detectives in the friggin' L.A. area, but yet nobody at that baseball game knew it was him. Well, he's wearing the... Well, when he was Rico Palazzo... Yeah, well, he was singing his head. Well, why why are we paying attention to him? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in this movie. If we want to say, "Hey, this doesn't <laughs> <Yeah>. make sense," <laughs> I have a list. <laughs> like the, the, the driver instructor. Now reach your hand out the window and extend the middle finger. <laughs> now, of course, you normally wouldn't be doing 95 down a one-way tunnel in the middle of the city. <laughs> But no, I, I you know I think L.A. perfect setting. Yeah, for yeah I mean, it, it, it for was he, you could use all the different like the hot dog factory. You know? Yeah, you're not going to see something that crazy out in you know other cities, but you yeah. could picture that in L.A. And it's not <laughs> the movie off in Beirut, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean that. There's a scene you can't do anymore. Um, I mean, most of this movie. I mean, when he's crawling around on the ledge of the building because he's had the apartment on fire and <laughs> he grabs the chick's chest as she's hanging out the window yeah. and he comes at her with the gigantic <laughs> concrete penis. <laughs> but this movie played into like every cop trope and made fun of it. Like, oh, absolutely. I mean, well, that's what it was based on. It was based on the show that yeah. was basically doing the same thing. Um, but I mean, eh, Leslie Nielsen, I mean, do you think anybody else could really have done this? No, I think, I think that's a question for later on. I I still, I mean, he's, this, this, this movie is, I mean, this is one of the best comedy movies of all time, movie. I mean, just the, like after the Beirut scene, the opening credits with the siren awesome. running through the town. Iconic. Like, it's, it's, and know, how they con- change it in each one. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the second and third one. And I love yeah. how it, end, it ended in the donut shop. 
Do you notice that? You know, of course it does. Cop food. Of course it does. Of course it does. What do you think about all the effects that they had going on? I mean, there there were some that you know they obviously spent their time on. They did it. They did it right. And then there's other times, like in the scene at the end where um, Ludwig's grabbing Jane and taking her up the stairs in the stadium, and it's clearly a stunt double, clearly holding a blow up doll and just whipping it around and all that stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, it goes from that to you know the scene where everything's lighting on fire and they obviously had to have big budget to make it look so good and so real and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely runs the gamut as far as effects. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even, you know, there's definitely moments when Leslie Nielsen's like fighting and you, you just know that's not him flipping around and doing yeah, all the crazy and stuff. There's the little subtle things like at the end where he's, he's confronting Ludwig right before he shoots him with the, the dart. And you can see his chest pad shrinking from getting all the beer spilled mm-hmm. on it. And it just shrinks down until eventually it's just a shrinkled up mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those details were great. And then the end where Ed looks down, my father went the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, movies like this, like any effect thing like that, it could be awful, but like it's still going to, you know, be funny. Like yeah. it would I mean, also, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean this movie's cool though because it you know, it does the characters take everything that's happening really seriously, which I always think's funny. Cause like I like one thing I loved that I, I don't think I remembered was that he crashes the car almost every single time. He'd like they pull up to a new place. Like <laughs> and like he never like nobody ever mentions it. Yeah. Bes- so, I just bes- put it in drive. And it's driving away with all the airbags, yeah. and he's shooting yeah. at it. Anybody get the license plate on that yeah. thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, he or was at like... the airport, and he backs up into the uh, the, the baggage carts. Yeah. And then it goes the next scene, there's like 12 of them. Like, nobody notices. <laughs> yeah. like, oh. And, like, mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. when they go to the dock, there's, like, a guy sitting on the pole, and he drives in the pole, and the guy falls <laughs> into the water. Yeah. So great. Uh, All right. How how about that that script and that dialogue? I think it was very well written, very funny. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, there's there's a lot of subtle subtle jabs, mm-hmm. things that you don't necessarily pick up on, especially if you weren't you know alive during that time. What? And then there's 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 other things that are subtle but hilarious, like when they're in the kitchen. Um, and she tells him to go meet the guy at the hot dog factory there. Mm-hmm. And he smells the Chinese food and it knocks him out. Yeah. But then right after she's leaving, they show him just standing there and you can see that piece of cheese up on top of the refrigerator and it's just moving along very slowly. I don't <laughs> think I've ever noticed that until today when I watched it this time. So there's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of little subtle things in there that even watching it now, what, you know, 30 years later, Mm-hmm. Um, you're still picking up for the first time. One of uh, one of my favorite lines is when he's talking. I think it's I forget who he's talking to, but she's essentially saying he like he was in the park and saw people in togas like fighting with knives, oh, and they so. shot them. And then she goes, "You killed five actors." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, when I see five people stabbing a man in togas, I shoot them. <laughs> yeah. Shoot first. Don't ask questions. 
I'm surprised well, it hasn't come up yet. How about the scene when he's at the um, the press conference? And his microphone <laughs> doesn't work. He's doing a different pose every time they pan back to him in the bathroom. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and he has, like, his hands behind his head, too, at one point. <laughs> I feel like I'd seen something like that in a movie I watched recently. It was kind of the same thing. But you can tell, like, this is a movie that so yeah, many yeah. people stole from, and, you know. But I... I mean, that's, that's I a trope it. that that'll come up in no way. Yeah, yeah. And he always has to add that little fart in there at the end from his little fart machine that he carries. Mm-hmm. So... How about that scene when he's um, in- interrogating the guy? Well, twenty dollars do it. Oh, no. oh yeah. <laughs> forty dollars. Uh, okay. I'm a little short. Can I? Can you spot me twenty? Oh yeah, <laughs> this will refresh my memory. <laughs> yeah, that was a great scene. Yeah, I mean, Cat you know, all his interactions with Cat Ned there. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're, they're Shaking down the wife and the husband there, trying to get in to see the queen, and he reaches around and grabs Ed's wallet. He's like, "He's got a picture of your wife in his wallet." <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Has anybody else been sleeping with his wife? No, no, no. That's all right. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I believe there's a scene in the second one where he's like, "Oh, congratulations, having another kid." Yeah, I didn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Right. No, um, the end of the second one where uh, Nordberg has uh, – he's having the kid and Nordberg's having a kid and he's in there at the same time and he goes into the wrong delivery room and it's a black baby. He's like, Nordberg! <laughs> uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. How about that length? About an hour and a half, fairly standard for a good solid comedy movie. It was yeah, good. I think it flew by. Yeah. So, it does. I mean, this is the kind of movie that you kind of just, you get sucked into. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's so much. It's uh, easy to get sucked in and just time flies. Yeah, as long as you're laughing and the story's good, you're, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. Well, we clearly know this has sequel potential, as it did spawn two sequels that we've mentioned. Multiple yeah. times. Let's talk so, is, Let's talk okay. a little more about the comedy tropes in the movie. Like, okay. you know, so when they go to the um, the boat. Uh, uh, well, no, let's start at the hospital with Norberg. And he's like, tell me all, everything you know. And he's like, I love you. He's like, well, I love you too. But, you know, everything Norberg is trying to tell him is... The information that he knows. Yeah. And Leslie's playing it off like, oh, he, I love you too. Oh, you want heroin? That's kind of tough. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. throwing in the bed scene, you know, the, the, I think almost any comedy movie in, in a hospital has done the bed scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It folds up and then it folds oh, back yeah. down. It folds Hits up. him with the bedpan. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like and, uh, um, the, the unconscious guy. When he's in, a, I think, Ludwig's, like, apartment and everything's getting destroyed, like, they literally have, like, the slapstick music playing on the piano yeah. as he's destroying everything. And, like, just doing slapstick comedy. I thought that was good. Oh, when, when they're like, where'd they find him? Oh, over there. And they point in his, 
the white <laughs> the outline of the water. water. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what else I wrote down. Uh, OJ definitely took a beating in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is he in those other ones too? Yeah, he yep. is. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That, they came out prior to his legal yeah. issues. It's too bad it stunted his acting career. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of funny because, yeah, he was one of the better parts of these movies. He really yeah. he played a good part. Mm-hmm. Too bad he had to go killing people. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> I'm not a legend. Now. Hey, if the closet <laughs> doesn't fit, you must have quit. This is the Chewbacca. This just don't make no sense. <laughs> uh, how about the large condoms? But she says she takes safe sex very seriously, you know. <laughs> yeah. Both roll around in Titan condoms. I didn't even realize that was Priscilla Presley until after. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of fitting we did to this right after. That's the way I forgot she was in this movie. Yeah. And when it Heather... wasn't her, it was her daughter. Oh, the daughter died. No, no the I daughter, thought not her. I thought it was her. No, I think Priscilla's still alive. I think it's the other one, Lisa Marie. Isn't it Lisa Marie who died? No. I have no idea. Maybe they both died. Yeah, maybe Yeah, that might be it. I don't remember. Because I think it's just the granddaughter now. Riley Keough or whatever. Might be. I can't remember these things. Too much stuff is happening. Too many people are dying. (laughs) God's sakes, Leslie Nielsen is dead. Oh, no, she still is alive. Yeah, oh. that's what I thought. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah, okay. She was the the daughter who died. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, was Priscilla his wife? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah, they got married on... in May 1st, 1967. Uh, and then, as we know, he choked on a Twinkie on a toilet. <laughs> Do you know how old he was when he died? Not very old. Should we cover that Elvis movie so we can find out? No, thanks. Guess what? Just we'll watch it in three weeks. There's things I don't care about. Elvis is one of them. Listen, <laughs> the king would not tolerate. Now I've, I lost my freaking train of thought. <laughs> He's not um, the king of anything. Oh, so when him and Priscilla Presley are like running around doing all their... Love stuff. It looks like several different days, but it's only one day. And that's. Can't believe we just met himself yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and they, uh, that song is playing. I love at the end of the song, it shows like the music video credits in the corner. <laughs> and it says the Naked Gun soundtrack. Like, yeah. That's awesome. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you wish there was a a fourth sequel or a third sequel? I mean, you you kind of do, but I mean, where else could you really go? There's only so far you could go with it. Yeah. He's getting old. Yeah. I mean, aren't they uh, remaking it? Unfortunately, I believe so. With Liam I Neeson, have hope. Right? I I have hope because Liam Neeson is good, and he is. He can play that straight funny guy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I have hope for it. I don't think it'd be. It, it won't be the same. You, you can't make it the same. Leslie yeah. Nielsen had his own. 
you know, yeah. he, that, you know, he was, he was a jokester. I mean, any, any interview you see of him, he's sitting there with his fart machine, mm-hmm. making it as awkward for the interviewer as possible, you know? Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's hope. I, I don't know. Cause you, you just, it depends also on. Berg, you know, so yeah, it, it kind of does depend on who they also have around him. Yeah, for him to play off of, and you know, I, I we'll see. Okay, so let's play a game. Let's recast the Naked Gun. So, who would play Frank Drummond? You could pick a current day actor. Who would it be? Hmm. If you have an idea, you might want to interject it right now because it could take me time to think. <laughs> I mean, I, I do like Liam Neeson. Like, I do think of anybody, like, that kind of works for me, you know? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's hard, because, I mean, there there are plenty of people who could probably do it. I mean, if you wanted, you know, a younger actor or something like that, I could see somebody like Chris Evans doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the way, because, like, him in... Um, that movie, The Gray Man, he's, he plays such a smarmy asshole. And, you know, you don't picture that from him. And yet at the same, you know, and he was this kind of the same way in Knives Out. A little less smarmy, a little bit more, um, spoiled in that movie. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, him as Captain America, he's a fairly straight, character mm-hmm. he's got some humor but it's not quite the same it's more you know dated and kind yeah. of proper but i i think i can see that rolling over um and making a, a credible driven yeah. um i don't know though it's tough i think if you look at like liam neeson when it, like how he was in a million ways to die in the west or mm-hmm. and i mean that's how i'm thinking of it that's i believe that's it was ted too when he's like so these uh tricks are for kids yeah are they for adults yeah like yeah. kind of, kind of with that um like he thinks he knows but he really doesn't know yeah i mean basically all the times he's on family guy yeah <laughs> So, let's let's but say I mean, Liam Neeson. Who who would you get to play Ed? You there's, know, there's really to play Ed. Yeah, you know George Kennedy's character. Oh, okay, Captain His Ed. Partner. Yeah, we haven't gotten that far yet, but okay. It's, but that's there's, what I'm saying. You know, that's kind of the important part because Liam Neeson doesn't have that partner. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Leslie Nielsen and George Kennedy had been together before they've they've played off each other. They have great chemistry. What about like a Seth MacFarlane? I I can't picture him in this movie. Yeah. I feel like I wouldn't want him 
um, he takes everything a little bit too far yeah. for this style of movie. He's a little too over the top. Yeah. Like okay. this needs to be more more serious with its comedy, I guess you could say, than McFarlane typically does. You know. Let's um, say. What about like a Ryan Reynolds? I mean, you, you kind of need somebody to match Liam Neeson, and though like these people are too young, like you need somebody that's a bit older. Um, if they're both, you know, if we're kind of matching the age range. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Gary Oldman. Yeah. Yeah. He can do anything. He can. No, that's a great one. Okay. But I mean, at the same time, he could even be driven. Like he's the kind of guy I could. He he could do it. Mm-hmm. So who would take over as Jane Spencer? Eh, that could kind of be anybody. Yeah. Well, throw a name out there. Uh, Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. She could do that. Uh. Hmm. So, how about um, Norbert? <laughs> Who do we think is going to get accused of murder? <laughs> um, um. Jamie Fox. Uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Ke- Kevin Hart. I mean, yeah, now we're just sticking with the... What about, uh, I mean, honestly, I kind of like Will Smith. I feel like he, I don't know, that could kind of be fun. Speaking of him, did you see they're making Bad Boys 4? Of course they are. He's trying to make up his image. (laughs) They're also making, um, what's that zombie one he was in? Yeah, I'm Legend Legend 2. There's a movie that didn't need a sequel. Um, I didn't think it was possible that because he died, but whatever. Well, they said they're doing the alternate ending or something. They're like, there's an alternate ending relive, so they're doing it from that one. But it's him and Michael B. Jordan. Well, yeah. All uh, right. Who do you think you could get to play the smarmy businessman? Vincent Ludwig. Mm-hmm. It doesn't uh, necessarily have to be the Ludwig character. It could even be, you know, from the second um, movie there. John Leguizamo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to keep him like that? I, I know he passed away, but he was in um, What Happens in Vegas. Uh, older guy, salt and pepper hair. I think he would have made the good, like, evil businessman. I don't know who you're talking about. I'm looking it up now. I can't think of his fucking name. What happens? See, I think to continue with the kind of naked gun tradition, you'd have to kind of pick somebody who 
isn't generally, you know, considered for these kind of roles. Yeah. Um, this is the kind of spot where had they not used it in Tropic Thunder, like you could see somebody like Tom Cruise playing that yeah. smarmy asshole businessman. You know, you you want somebody with that kind of power because I mean, at that time, Ricardo Montalban, he was a pretty pretty big name actor at that time. Dennis Farina, that was his name. Ah, uh, the guy from Midnight Run. Yes. Yes. I know you're talking about. Yeah. He plays that Italian businessman rather well. <laughs> I could even see a Robert De Niro playing that character. Yeah. Yeah. Although if you want to take the stretch and make him really comedy over the top, I'd go Pacino. Yeah. Let him do his oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. All that stuff. <laughs> but uh All right. Well, we'll have to wait and see what the latest is on the uh, Naked Gun. I totally forgot they were making it, remaking it until you said it. Yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, I remember. <laughs> I mean, it could be one of those things where they're like, yeah, we're going to do this, and then it kind of never pans out. Let me see what the latest news is. Yeah. Happens a lot. As of June, as of January, um, uh, uh, Liam Neeson has offered a promising update on the long-mooded reboot of the classic cop comedy, The Naked Gun. Uh, Neeson has been attached as a role as far back as 2015. Um, they're waiting on a script. Yeah. And they're hoping it'll happen this time, maybe, happen this year, maybe in the summertime. So, I guess they are moving forward with it. Um and a fact I found interesting about it was that they they it, they were going to use the name Police Squad, like the TV show, but it was given the name The Naked Gun, so it wouldn't be confused with Police Academy. That makes sense. And it was one of three movies that year to involve somebody getting run over by a, uh, a steamroller. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a comedy trope. The other, the other two, one of them was. Hopefully, the other two weren't comedies. <laughs> no, they were. Uh, you want to take a stab at one of them? I'm pretty sure we've all seen it, except for maybe Kyle. All uh, two of you. But what else came out in 1988? Uh, let's think about a cartoon and a human. Space Jam. Oh, that didn't come out till the 90s. Well, that's the only one I can think of. There you go. Oh yeah, Roger Rabbit. Yeah. What What do you mean? I haven't seen that. Listen, your track record right now is in the shits. It's yeah. abysmal. Have you seen Roger Rabbit? Yes, like a million times. Oh God, forbid! Look at the big boy watching. Um. Yeah. Semi adult. <laughs> Are you gonna finish that? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to what find the other one. Uh, Fish Called Wanda. That had somebody steamrolled? I guess so. That's what IMDb says. I don't remember that scene. But yeah, I'll we talked about again. that a couple of weeks ago. I watched it again. That was Justin's pick of the week. Yeah. So. But yeah, so. 
Maybe down the line we cover two and three. Oh, I'm sure. I am sure they 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 do deserve it. But uh, do we recommend it? I sure as hell do. Oh hell yeah! Yes, of course. One of my coworkers, seventy-seven years old, never seen it. And I was like, dude, yeah, watch it with movie. the wife. All right. Well, what do we have for ratings, Johnny Belay? Four and a half. Four and a half. Kyle, I see you editing your rating. What's yeah. your rating? I too am gonna go four and a half because quite frankly this movie is splendiferous. Splendiferous. It, 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 it should be watched every time it's on. Uh IMDB gave it a seven point six, which seems low. Rotten Tomatoes gave it an eighty six percent. And Letterbox three point seven out of five. Wait a minute. We didn't talk about the biggest cameo in the movie. Yeah, weirdo. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I was trying to like lean, lean, like lean into that earlier, but yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when he We're goes up to the microphone, you know, I know you all are here for me, but you know, well, actually, yeah, I wait, I'll say it. And he, well, he makes, then, yep, he, he make makes a cameo in number <laughs> three. Yep, he's in number three as well. Yep, yep. nice with Vanna White. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Number three was great. What's uh what's your favorite of all of them? Uh I think the original. The original? First one. Yeah. I think it has to be just I mean just that yeah, scene I mean, with the second... with the driving alone. You know, with the student driver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that and was a great this, scene. The second and third kind of just, you know, obviously they replayed a lot of them, but the third one had a great, it had more star power, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we barely covered the base, the umpire, the getting on top of the queen, you know. But, uh, I mean, it's got to be the original. But the, the second, the, the sequels are no slouch. They are. They are worth watching. It's, it's, I think that this is one of those trilogies that start to finish, it holds up, it doesn't let down, mm-hmm. um, and can kind of keep you hooked in there. Yeah. All right. All right. I think we need to close that case file. You guys got anything you want to discuss this week? No? No. Nothing interesting happened, I don't think. Yeah, I can't think of anything big. Uh, well, for coming attractions, tr- coming attractions, next week we'll be going to be covering 2011's God Bless America, starring Joel Murray, Bill Murray's younger brother. Mm-hmm. You guys excited? I'm excited to watch that. I've been dying to watch that. But I it does I'd- look interesting. You know, I uh, figured I'd wait until we covered it to watch it. So, and mm-hmm. I should be back on track. I'm only up to uh, ninety. Actually, I think I just hit a hundred movies for the year. 
shattering records. I am. I have no fucking life. Let's see. Yep. Oh, no. Uh, no. I'm at ninety. Oh. Yep. One hundred movies. I have to add the last two. Take your guns, and then I'll be at a hundred. So. I'm at fifty-one. Which is a lot for me. And you don't have a job, like. Yeah, I just play video games all day instead. I can't really log that anywhere. Oh, that was the other thing. I got back in uh, GTA, so I was playing that. Hmm. Well, the bar's now closed. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, at Movie Bar Pod on YouTube, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. And get official Movie Bar shirts at bonfire.com slash store slash Movie Bar Podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcasts. Remember, we're dropping on Fridays now. And be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. Thank you for listening, and please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at themoviebar.outlook.com. Please like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.